0: Hey guys, welcome back to the D. Fitzel podcast. Today I have an interview with Spencer Deciata and Mary Kusumano from the DLD Nation coaching team. Super pumped to talk to these awesome coaches from the States. We talk about topics like building your tribe, longevity in fitness and becoming more you. I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you take something away from it. If you do, you know what to do. Leave me a five-star rating and review. Alright, without any further ado, let's get into it. All right, awesome! Thank you, Spencer and Mary, for coming on. Um, super so pumped for you guys to be on uh, the Defensor podcast. So really excited to bring on like you know experienced coaches from you know all over the world, and yeah, happy that you guys are here. So maybe you know feel free to like you know tell us a little bit more about yourselves.
1: Um, to the audience. Please. Yeah, sure. So we are Maddie and Spencer. Um, we are assistant coaches for DLD Nation. So it's a team of coaches and we coach people remotely all over the world. It is amazing. Um, and very similar to what you do. It's We are in the exact same field. We love helping humans. Um, we really just lift weights. We work. We-
2: We're regular <laughs> people. I think that's what a, yeah. a lot of um, I guess viewers, if you would say like about us is we're just regular, you know, Maddie and Spencer, it's not like we're, uh, too popular to talk to people or, you know, too popular to DM back. Like we, we, we want to help people. We enjoy helping people. Um, it's just kind of ingrained into us. Uh, and I think that's, that's probably gotta be the biggest reason why so many people enjoy talking to us is because we're, as you said before, we're authentic.
0: Yeah. I want to dive, like, I guess, like, a little bit into, like, you know, both of your, and I have both of you, right? So, like, both of your, like, you know, backgrounds with, like, training, um, coaching even, and, you know, just, like, share with us, like, you know, what your journey was to the point that you are, you know, at right now.
1: Yeah, so getting into coaching for me, I, I never thought that this was going to be my job. <laughs> I started going to the gym with my mom in high school, and I really liked it. Uh, We would do, you know, fun little hit circuits and all that. And, you know, I started to advance my training as I learned more and as I followed new people on Instagram and all of that. And so I really started lifting weights um, after I graduated college uh, in 2018. And then it just kind of grew from there, how much I loved helping people. And at the time, so I had gone to school to work with kids, kid families, I was maybe going to be a teacher. And so it was really cool the way that my love for teaching got to blend with my love for fitness because now I am a teacher. I'm just a fitness teacher. Um, you know, well coach, I know it's the technically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so I had actually originally when we worked at the same gym together, it's part of our, our love story of how we, (laughs) how we, how we started dating and everything. Um, and I loved training people in person. I think it was, I loved that face to face connection, the energy you get to bring. Um, but our gym shut down, you know, COVID hit, like everything all at the same time. And so I was like, okay, like if I want to train clients, I got to figure out how to do it online. So we, I had started uh, my own online training company, um, through the pandemic and all of that, which was really cool. But then I realized like, I miss, like, I want more of a community, more of a team. And I actually just stumbled upon DLD nation. One of my followers sent it, sent Dela, the R CEO, <laughs> sent her story to me and was like, hey, like, this just made me think of you. They're hiring. And I was like, oh, I got my own company. Like, I don't want to give that up. Then I was like, I was stalking their pages. And I'm like, wow, this looks, this is, they have the, the pillars of what I want to have. Like, I just, I want to be part of that. And so here we are today. Now I am the head assistant coach for the team and it is an honor. And I just absolutely love the position that we're in.
0: Um. My turn? Yeah. My yeah. Turn? <laughs>
2: um, so yeah, uh, for me, a little bit different of a path. Um, I was the athlete who just kept getting injured. Um, every chance I got, I got injured, I think. Uh, I was always like good at sports, it's just I kept getting injured. So after a while, um, you start to realize, okay, I'm gonna get injured every time I play, basically maybe I'd start becoming a coach, right? Like I, I just kind of transition it. Maybe I can't play anymore, but I can still coach. Because I, I always enjoyed athletics. I always enjoyed, uh, like Maddie, I always enjoyed teaching. Like there was always a part of me, um, especially when I played sports and showing others how to, you know, perform well. Like I, yeah. in high school, I was always a team captain. Um, that was always something I really like took a lot of pride in, so. What,
0: what sport is that in?
2: Uh, both baseball and football.
0: Oh, nice, okay.
2: Yeah, so. Um, I always, like, took a lot of pride in in having that as, like, a privilege to be able to teach, like, especially the underclassmen and stuff on not just, like, the fundamentals of the game, but also how to, like, handle yourself in certain situations, Mm -hmm. how to handle yourself on and off the field. Um, And a lot of that started to really translate into coaching. And um, over the years, I started to really just transition more into the personal training side of it. Uh, I did have aspirations to be, like, a, uh, like, strength and conditioning coach for colleges and, and eventually like the NFL, um, obviously like a pie in the sky type pipe dream, but it started to become more of a reality when I became, um, the, uh, manager slash trainer at the gym that we met at. And, I, ultimately I hired her. She started to build more of my passion towards coaching. Cause she brought such a good energy to coaching that I was like, damn, like, this is what coaching can be like even further. Like <laughs> you want always, a boss? what's that? You were her boss. Uh, technically. Well I, I wouldn't say like I was her boss.
1: We met at we met at the gym that we worked out at, and he told me, hey, the gym I work at is hiring. Like we need a female trainer. And so he we were kind of like co-workers, but he trained me. He showed me yeah. like how to actually train my first ever in-person clients. That was all. That was all this guy right here. <laughs>
2: yeah, I wouldn't have said I'm her boss because like the amount of stuff that I learned from her. And vice versa, like I, I wouldn't put a label on it in that sense, definitely coworkers at the time. Um, and eventually we, we kind of ran that gym between us two, because the owner kind of stepped away. That's a whole different, whole other <laughs> podcast, if you will. Um, but as coaching started to grow for us, that's when COVID hit and I didn't have the courage to jump on the einlon space quite like she did. So I had some other part-time jobs I was doing and I rolled into more full-time like bartending and uh, managing at the, uh, I was working at a GNC part-time and I went into more of a full-time role there. So when we finally moved down to South Carolina, um, I was still doing, like, I, I don't mind working. Like I, I love to work. Um, coaching just didn't seem like a, pure, like full-time reality for me at the time. I was still doing like programming for a couple buddies back home and here and there helping out a few people. But then the opportunity to work at DLD Nation popped up and I was like, "Uh, yeah, I would would love to. And then it really just snowballed from there. Like it, you know, relit the passion for coaching. It it relit um, just like the energy to keep doing different things every day in coaching um, and found myself in a position to where um, I'm a lead programmer for our company yeah. I, you know have a bunch of clients both men and women which is fantastic Um, and part of just one of the best communities that I really think it, I could ever be a part of and I get to do it with her. Every day, so.
0: <laughs> That's so awesome I think yeah you're right the DLD Nation like community is like pretty like tight and like I was from like ICA for like while last year so that was when i first started like doing some form of like business coaching so they were like the really the people that like helped me get you know from the ground up um get my first few clients um try to make this thing like real right get the systems in place and do all of that so that was really like helpful i remember watching like one of your um recordings on um on programming right so like how to build like a basic program and like program design so that was like i think uh, one of the recordings that they had so that, I think that was when I first like came across you. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Oh, oh,
2: was it the NL? Was it the NLCA one? It might
0: NLCA, NLCA, yes,
2: NLCA. Oh, okay. uh, well, they're all so. I think NLCA, ACA, and OFNC are all like umbrella. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> They're very much related.
2: Yeah, they're they're all like cousins or, or brothers and sisters, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um
1: Yeah.
2: But yeah, I remember um, I did that. Uh, I did that a while ago. Kind of did like a rundown of kind of like some basics of programming. And I'll tell you right now, I was so nervous doing that, <laughs> like painfully nervous. Imposter syndrome was just trickling all over me. It was it was crazy. So I'm glad you were able to uh, uh, enjoy that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so like you know, you talked, you 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 guys mentioned about like you know DLD and the awesome community um, that you guys have and I want to dive like into that a little bit um, you know like as a coach also trying to build and I'm like solo right so I'm trying to like you know build that client community that tribe if you will um, with like a group of people like sometimes I find that's difficult and can question myself and just wonder you know online coaching should I just do like you know an individualized approach which is what some coaches will just do right they will just have that one-on-one relationship um and you know just kind of forsake the whole like client community element like all together like i guess like what are your like take on that and like how would you actually like go about trying to you know build this tribe up from like the ground up because i feel like it's kind of hard to navigate
1: yeah i think that the big thing with making the community feel like one unit right like i'm part of like dld nation like that's what we want our clients to feel like is like yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. There's some clients who come in and they are very much individual on their own. Like they, they're not as interested in that community aspect. Yeah. They're coming in and they're saying, I just want to coach. I just want some macros and some workouts. That's it. I'm not going to participate in the group chats or the Zoom calls. Yeah. And so, and that's fine. You know, everyone's experience is different, but for a lot of other people, they've never had a community before. They've never had, they've never been surrounded by like-minded people who are interested in the same things as them. And for me, that was something that I never had on my journey. I never had a friend who loved the gym as much as I did. I never had someone I could talk to about macros until Spencer came along. That was really like, that was my first, um, that was my first tribe right here was just me and Spencer. Um, But, and that's not, I mean, I had friends who I could talk to it about, but they didn't get it on the level that I did. So I think that it like to make the community grow and happen, it's kind of like diving in and becoming a coach. It's like, okay, I just have to take the first step and and do something that moves me in that direction. So like starting like a client group chat, a community Mm -hmm. group chat or community. Facebook page where there's consistently prompts or like motivational little things, um, things to get people talking and Mm -hmm. get people actually saying, like, oh, I could, I have something to say about that. And then they'll have somebody else chime in and it's like, Oh, Hey, like we had similar opinions. Maybe I'll send you a friend request or a follow or whatever it might be, or even opening up like challenges, like, Hey, community, like share your flex on your story and tag me. And then you get to like share these things. Um, I think that that's one way to really start like boosting the overall morale and the connections because community is all about the connections, right? Mm -hmm. You you, you can't um, really have, a community without like this person over there knowing someone over here Mm -hmm. and then this person introducing that person to this one. And so it all kind of then like intertwines and it becomes a snowball effect, I think.
2: Yeah, really. And what you're doing here is one of the first like levels of, I guess, groundwork to building a community is you have to reach out, right? Like you reached out to me like, Hey, I love your podcast. I love what you guys do. Like, can we chat? Right, that like that's how you make friends. That's how you make connections. <laughs> like, you, you can't just like show up one day and like show up to school one day and okay. expect every friend. You have to kind of go around, shake some hands. Like it's feel uncomfortable. Feel un- <laughs> like think about when you know, um, uh, at least when I was younger. Um, you know, internet. I don't want to say it like this. Like I'm super old or anything. I'm only thirty. <laughs> but you know, internet is in the past like ten years has become so much more prevalent in yeah. than it ever has before whereas you know i'll say back in the day you had to kind of go out like you had to go to the bowling alley or the mall <laughs> or like high school like or, or school that's the only way you really could make connections and friends whereas now you have an opportunity to chat with someone from you're, you're in singapore i believe yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can chat with someone in singapore in south carolina by yeah. the click of a button now right so you just grew your com- community Thousands of miles across internationally, the internationally, right? You just you just just by, from a DM, just from a DM, right? So now, you you built that. Now it's like, okay, uh, where can I go from here? Well, I want to make sure that my community has a lot of like-minded people, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, you're gonna go through, and your we'll just use Instagram as an example. Your Instagram, thankfully, already kind of builds that algorithm out for you, which is super <laughs> sweet yeah. because you'll probably you're gonna get more and more um, reels or posts that show up like mine, like Maddie's, like yours, yeah. we're, we're trying to help a community. We're trying to, you know, educate and empower and, you know, create commodity. And now all you have to do is be like, Hey, I actually like what this person has to say, or I, I, I support this person. You go like it, you can comment, you can DM them separately and be like, oh, I really love this post. This is awesome. Like, great job. And now you just made a connection you made a friend and it just kind of like as you said snowballs from there but it takes work right we can't just hope and wish and cross our fingers to make friends or make connections we got to put in a little bit extra work for that and that's exactly what you're doing here
0: i think it's nice that you actually mentioned friend i think like you know in this day and age like you know we just think of like instagram as like you know just a way to get seen you know get yourself out there build connection build whatever get likes and all of that like followers and whatever not like to actually like reframe that and say that you know you're actually like reaching out for actual like deeper connection and relationship and like a friend like it's quite isn't it that's just nice right um
2: i have i think a good handful of friends that i've actually never hung out with because of instagram like i have friends across the country i have um a couple friends in different countries yeah and i call them friends because it's like we chat on a regular basis whether it be through our, our coaching or just through instagram yeah it's like we're, we're chatting regularly like hey i if you were to hang out with me and i were to cross paths with you i'd be like hell yeah we'd be friends in like real life just because it's instagram doesn't mean we can't be friends in real life
0: yeah for sure i think it's super important um you know like with the whole online coaching space and i guess like other people who like kind of look at like what we do, and just kind of assume that like okay these guys just like you know like you said right prescribe macros, um kind of come up with a nutrition like a training plan for you, um do your check ins kind of hold you accountable. But I feel like there's so much more that that we do than just that that kind of gets, I guess like overlooked right. Um, got to build like client connections, got to actually build a relationship and that support and that rapport, um it's like so important and you know like what you mentioned about like friends and everything like how how do you like I don't know like go about doing that with a client right and and I want to also like I mean this is also like a selfish question because I mean there is that I mean I have clients listening so I mean this is obviously that but how also do you draw the line like you know I mean like I mean this how do you do that right yeah oh that's such
1: such an important topic with online coaches and any, any online coach who does those remote check-ins who's listening yep. to this probably is like, oh yes, like I need to hear this because, and I've gotten myself like caught in this situation before too, where, you know, you answer one too many personal questions for the client, or like, you know you lend you lend that ear, you lend that advice towards topics that aren't necessarily related to the fitness and the nutrition. They, they're you know, venting about their marriage or their relationship or thing or their drama in their life. and you allow it a little bit too long. and now that you've opened that door, and now you're becoming more of like a life coach and a therapist. And it's like, oof, this is not even in my scope. But I think that going to your original question of, Um, How do you kind of start like creating that rapport with your clients and making sure that they know like, Hey, like I am your friend, but I'm also here to lead you. I'm here to guide you. I'm your teacher. Um, So what I like to do is treat them just like, like talk to them like, like any normal human, right? Like we're not here to be a robotic coach and be like, okay, you were 10 grams short on your macros. We're going to add an, you know, like, like let's fix that. So you want to definitely greet them kindly use like, you know, even the, the, cadence of your voice, the tone of your voice when you speak to them is going to be just like if you were on the phone with, with one of your friends, I always like to start out my my check-ins, we, we use voice memos through WhatsApp to, to give feedback to our clients. And I'll say like, Hey, Spencer, happy Tuesday. Like, it's so great to chat with you. So great to catch up and like using their name and remembering little details of like, if they mention what their husband's name is, like, yeah. I hope you and Brian had a great weekend. I hope that, um, you know, or if they yeah, if they kids, have kids, yeah. That's a big one. Um, and they may, may or may not have even told you their kids names, yeah. but those are little things you could ask. It's like, Oh, I saw you have three kids on your intake form. What are their names? How old are they? I'd like <laughs> to know the details. And that allows you to then say like, you know, let's say one of your clients in their check-in says, oh, well, it was my daughter's ninth birthday. They're like, oh, that's, um, that's little Sally, right? Like Sally turned nine. How exciting. Well, I'm glad that you got to fit in that cake with your, with your macros and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and just making them realize that you are a human being yeah, and you're not well. an robotic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this robotic being, <laughs> you're, not a,
2: you're not an algorithm that's yeah. like, you know, when someone types in, you know, like, Hey, what's the best program for me? And they type in all this information. Yeah. It's like, we don't just spit out an answer. It, it's yeah. a little bit more calculated than that. And a lot of the times, you know, it's, it's about setting boundaries too, though. Yeah. You know, to rapport, because yeah. if you want the rapport that you need as a coach to do your job the best, yeah. you have to set certain boundaries. And you know, over time what we've noticed, and this was both in-person and online, is a lot of the times as a coach, we're one of the first people who actually give a shit about that person in their life. Where like sometimes they don't realize like, it's not that people don't care, but they don't care the way that we care about their health. Right? So, you know, some clients may be thinking, wow, this person really cares. Let's see how much they care. I'm gonna tell them so much more information about my life and see how it applies. And that's where you have to come and be like, hey, I want to support you as best as I can. I can't support you in this certain category, right? This isn't like, and this is where boundaries come in and people will respect that um, because you're, you're not a therapist. You're not, you know, um, uh, a, a medical doctor, right? Cause our way of, I don't want to say avoiding that, but setting the boundary is, Hey, this is out of our scope. I would never want to give you advice on, uh, marital, um,
1: marriage counseling, marriage counseling or,
2: or, or, uh, how to, how to parent your kids or this, that, or the other thing. I'm going to keep it all applicable to what we're doing and people will respect that. Right. And it'll also save you a lot of energy as a coach.
1: Yeah. And, okay. Well, it, like I had a situation one time where i um, pretty like new conversations with a new client and I had asked, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking over your intake form, your questionnaire, and you rated your stress really, really high. Um, and you know, I like to dig a little bit deeper whenever that's the case, um, to make sure I'm setting them up for success. And so I said like, you know, some people, you know, they think that they rate themselves a high stress level just because life's crazy and, and they're not necessarily actually like medically, like super high stress, cortisol levels through the roof yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, the question of course opens some doors but she starts going into, you know, way too much detail, way too much detail about her marriage, about, you know, COVID and, and like all, like so many different things. Mm -hmm. And so right off the bat right there, I was like, okay, if I, if I lean too much into that, I'm going to be setting myself up for, Hey, this is welcome in all of our check-ins. And so the way that I will verbalize it sometimes, just like what Spencer said, you know, I would be doing you a disservice Mm -hmm. if I tried to step in with marriage advice, or if I tried to try, like, you know, tried to, um, rehab an injury that I don't, that I've never, I don't know anything about, like things like that, saying like, you know, I would be doing you a disservice to try to act like a therapist right now. But what I recommend, and and what I've said too, what I recommend to almost all of my clients is that you do seek out therapy because mm-hmm. what you can work on mentally and emotionally is so complementary of what we're doing with your fitness and nutrition. And imagine the force to be reckoned with that you're going to become, if you like work on the inside and the outside, like yeah. awesome. Yeah. Or I'll even say too, like, um, you know, I am absolutely here to support you in mindset endeavors and things revolving around our fitness and nutrition. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you're dealing with this, that, and the other. Um, but again, I would be doing you a disservice if I tried to to speak on that. So I'm going to keep our focus over here. Uh, and usually, I mean, there may be someone who is like, you know, I feel like you're neglecting things that I'm asking you for, yeah. but then, you know, that that's out of my scope of practice. Right. Yeah. Um, but most people are like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. You know, like can of worms over here and they move on. They don't even realize that they're like word vomiting.
2: Now, a big piece too, when um, building that rapport uh, especially in the coaching space is you can't assume anything, like you can't assume that they know something, you can't assume that they know how to track macros or even how to work out. Like we have to kind of assume in this case that they know nothing is usually your best bet. So building that rapport, uh, you want to try to meet them exactly where they're at, because as a coach, our goal is to guide them. I can't do anything physically for you. I can't help you get your steps. I can't, you know eat the food for you i can't drink your water for you i can't work out for you i can give you strategies i can give you tips pointers i can give you hype i can encourage you i can do all those external things but i can't physically do it for you so you know building that rapport is being like hey it's totally fine that you're not hitting all these goals i'm not expecting you to hit these today right we got time we have you know years to do this stuff this is we're looking for sustainable life changes right we're not looking for a quick fix we're not looking just see the scale go down a couple pounds and that would be the end of it. We're we're looking to make in a sense life altering and positive life altering changes. So I'm going to meet you exactly where you're at. And that's how, you know, clients will start to feel, okay, I'm not just a number to this yeah. coach. I am a little bit more than that because they're trying to meet me where I'm at, right? I, they're not like waving me like, "Hey, come on, get over here." Like, you're supposed yeah. to be over here. It's like, Hey, we're going to do this. I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to do this together. Sometimes it's a little silly to think about it like that, but I know just from first um, personal experiences is clients appreciate that. I, you know, we are advanced clients if we were to get coaches, right? Well, we do have coaches, so we are considered like advanced clients because we know all the ins and outs, right? We know what to do. So when our coach talks to us, they're talking to us as an advanced client. It's like, Hey, we don't need to focus on these things. We could put a little bit more emphasis here. Right. Whereas if someone's new and brand new, I can't talk to them. Like I would talk to an advanced client. They, they, they'd be like, I don't want to do this. This is so confusing. This is actually scary. Yeah. This is scary to me. Like, I don't know what I don't know. So we have to slowly like, just like a newborn child, like walk them through the steps of growing up in terms of, um, their fitness journey. And that's, For me, one of the best ways I've built rapport is you get a lot of coach or clients who think, oh, wow, I thought you were going to just like be this tyrant or expect me to do all these things. Like, no, I'm human. Are you (laughs) kidding me? Like I eat pizza and ice cream too. Like I, I skip workouts or I don't feel like working out or I have bad days. Like we, we keep that human aspect applied because then they're able to connect with you more. Right, people want to relate to you. They don't yeah. want to relate to the person on. They can't relate to the person who's sub five percent body fat all year round on Instagram. Right, they can't relate to that person, but they can relate to the people who are you know just shooting the shit, having like a regular podcast, hanging out, you know, having a beer by the pool or having. We i have had pizza. a beer. Uh, actually, I'm not even a big beer person. Oh,
1: you? <laughs> I love beer. <laughs> yeah,
2: I guess sours. I can't do IPAs.
0: I like dark beer. You okay.
2: like beer? Dark beer.
0: Dark beer. Dark
2: beer.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, that's. I think that's something that I have also, like, what you say is totally right, like, I have also grown in that aspect. I think when I first started coaching, like, you know, and I'm sure you guys can relate, right? You know, when you first start coaching, it's just like, I know this, like, so the client knows this and, and you kind of, like, put your own expectations, like, on them. Like, also for us like getting a coach so I also have a coach right and trying to like you know I don't know like trying to it's different right you know like the coaches that we have like like you said like the advanced client versus like client coming to us who you know is just getting started with training just getting started like figuring out what the heck like protein is um, it's completely you're in completely like different points so also like an expectation Thing, like, not imposing your own expectations of yourself. For me, it's like I, I want to work out, you know, a certain number, like five times a week. I want to hit my macros like within like a range, right? And do all of those things, right? But those things are maybe not what's best for someone who's just gen pop, who's just coming on, who's just like, you know, picking up a dumbbell for the first time. Like, it doesn't make sense, right? So, meeting them like where they're at, like, completely makes sense. And I like 100% like, agree. Um, I guess, like, you know, with, like, the whole, like, like you mentioned, right, like, you know, being advanced, and then, you know, your, your clients coming on, and they are maybe, like, you know, just starting out, how do you, like, I don't know, change that mentality to sort of, like, you know, view fitness, view training, and their goals, right, essentially, um, with a more, like, longer-term view, because, I mean, when people come on coaching with us, you know, maybe they sign up for, like, three months, six months, whatever, like, um, or longer, right, and, it's just very i mean of course the whole like weight and everything but how do you like switch that mentality to make it such that you know there is like longevity in their in their goals
1: i think with that so it's it's funny because it's not necessarily like a light switch you can't just say hey client we're this is long term now click like now you get it it's like they've been they've been subconsciously seeking that out every bad diet Pride, everything. They're like the commercials they see, the the ads, they're like, this is what's gonna allow me to live that like optimal version of myself kind of life for the rest of forever. But then they know, you know, 30 days goes by, they drink their detox teas and they're back to square one. Um, and so I think it's really helping them to be. Like I like to explain their protocols to them and say, Hey, here's what we're going to be working on. Like, here's what your macros are. Here's what your workouts are. And as they're like learning, as they're making more consistent efforts towards that and actually hitting things consistently, they start realizing like, wow, this makes me feel really good. And I'm, I'm hitting these macros with so much more ease now. And I actually want to do my workouts because I'm keeping track of them and I'm, I'm progressing, I'm getting stronger. And because of that positive, um, positive reinforcement, it's, um, positive consequences of their actions. They're realizing like, I want to keep doing these things. And so what they realize is that, wow, like Maddie, even, even if I didn't have a check-in with you this week, I would still do what the things I would still do my protocols. I'm not doing these things to impress you, my coach. I'm doing them because one, I'm seeing the results and two, they make me feel good. Mm -hmm. Like I could have cake at my child's birthday party without guilt or wondering how much I have to do to burn this off. And, you know, because I hit my protein and, and eat enough food, eat enough carbs, I actually have energy to get through my day. So with something like, you know, keto or cleanses or whatever it might be, they have a very, very short term, like satisfaction. It's like, Ooh, two pounds dropped on the scale. This is so cool. This is what I wanted. And then, Oh, a family cookout comes up and I go balls to the wall because I'm so hungry. So deprived, boom! Now it's all over. The fantasy's done. But with the way that we teach things with sustainable practices and approaches, they reap the benefits of leading the life they've always pictured, where they want to just be able to go on a coffee and donut date with with their significant other without fearing that it's going to ruin everything, mm-hmm. or they want to be able to go on a vacation knowing that all they have to do when they get, get home is just get back into their new routine. So I always like to remind them like, Hey, I know right now at the beginning, these protocols feel like things that you have to, you know, you have to set some time aside for you have to really think about, I Uh go, but you just wait. If you keep being willing to learn, be willing to not be perfect at these things before you know it, these protocols are just going to be your everyday habits Uh and letting them, reminding them that like, that's what we're on our way to. I think
2: when When you get a new client and it's like a brand new client like fresh off the 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 runway if you will right like it's it's just brand new they've never done anything they're like hey mold me i I don't know what to do when you get that original information from them like what their current habits look like you know maybe they're not tracking not a big deal um you know their exercise is limited to maybe two three times a week once again okay fine their sleep, their water, their just natural movement throughout the day, looking at all those metrics, we're not going to try to have them go from zero to 100, yeah. right? Because one, they're going to get burnt out. Two, it's going to feel like so many things at once that they're going to get overwhelmed, frustrated, and pissed because they're going to think, I'm doing all these things and I'm not seeing the one goal I want. And that's for the scale to go down, right? And we're just assuming that everyone wants the scale to go down in this scenario here. Yeah. So, Uh, What I try to explain to a lot of clients is, aside from macros, like actually tracking macros, everything else you should be doing just on a daily basis regardless, right? Not even tracking it, not like going towards any particular goal, but you should be exercising to some degree just for health, right? Like just to feel better, just to get our lungs pumping, just to get our body moving, right? You should be eating, let's hope. We don't have to track it, but like let's hope that we're actually eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's pretty important and really underrated nowadays. All right. What about water? What about sleep? What about just your natural movement throughout the day? Are you sitting down all day? Are you getting terrible sleep? Are you drinking enough water? Do you even poop? Like what's <laughs> what's the deal with that? Right? So when we have all that information, say someone's only drinking 30 ounces of water. It's like, okay, uh, Sally, our goal for next week is I want you to drink 40 ounces of water. And they're going to be like, Okay. What's that going to do? Uh, well, you'll be a little bit more hydrated. Your digest might be a little bit better right now. I know 10 ounces isn't going to be earth shattering, but when you give a client a goal of 10 more ounces every day, it's a very achievable and realistic goal for them. It's like, all right, I could definitely get 10 ounces of water, but then it's also confirming them of like, Hey, I'm actually accomplishing things right now. And I feel good about it. And you can do the same thing with their sleep. It's like, Hey, let's get an extra 15, 20 minutes. Um, with their steps, let's get an extra 500 to a thousand steps. Let's like walk for five minutes a day with your workouts. Let's try to be a little bit more, um, uh, intentional with our workouts, like try to push just a little bit harder, you know, with macros, maybe we're not tracking the whole day. Maybe you're just tracking your overall calories or just your protein intake. And this way you're, you're giving them these small steps, like up a staircase.
0: Almost right? Like wins, right? What's that? almost like wins you're like kind of like setting them up for like success
2: yes yes you want to give them small wins throughout their journey it's like um uh if you ever play video games it's like yes there's a huge mission throughout the whole game right it's like hey i gotta beat the final boss but throughout the whole game there's these little side missions and these little um coins you get to pick up along the way and that's like just hitting your water that's getting your steps in that's you know tracking your protein or um Going to the bathroom every day. We, we talk about that a lot because it just doesn't happen enough, but um, having those little wins confirms to that client. It's like, oh shit, I'm, I just keep collecting these wins. This is awesome. What I'm doing oh is God. working. Like, this is fantastic. And then you continue to build off of that. You hype them up for their wins. You're like, hell yeah. you got 40 ounces of water. That's 10 ounces up. Let's go. And you keep building off of that. And from a beginner, like fresh molded client, you're now transitioning them into know where they feel more confident in just their process and I think one of the biggest misconceptions and this is where you come in to educate on a client is their expectations right right? we understand what makes sense right we do they don't they we uh, as a community we have been in a sense brainwashed to expectations right we want everything so fast we want everything immediately. I mean, look at how many things we get immediately. I mean, you could touch a uh, button on your phone and you're going to get your groceries sent to you, or you're going to get your favorite clothes sent to you. But the only thing that you can't push a button for is get your perfect health or your perfect physical physique by a push of a button. So it takes a little bit more time than that. And that's where you come in, you explain that. It's like, Hey, you have goal A and goal A. I love it. I think it's fantastic, but you signed up for three months. So these two, sadly, as much as I want them to, we got to be realistic here, right? You can't like just health wise, and this is where you educate again, you're not going to lose 50 pounds in three months, not safely. Uh, Well, maybe we can just cut off your arm, right? Hey, there we go. We lost it, right? Hey, big win. doesn't work that way. So we have to build those realistic expectations. And that's sometimes where the science comes in. And that can be overwhelming, that can be boring, that can be confusing to some clients but we just we really the best giving
1: it in little chunks and giving like analogies kind of like spencer was saying with like video games if you can take a concept that's super scientific and super like intricate um like the sustainable rate of weight loss and the percent of a deficit that they're currently in like if you can say like I love your goals. You want to lose 50 pounds. Let's go. Like this is, this is, this is where it's going to start happening. And the foundations we're going to build together are absolutely going to get you on your way. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the sustainable rate of weight loss. And you know, like our company, like you'll, you'll even say this, you know, I pride myself as a coach on sustainable practices, because if it's not sustainable, we can't do this long-term. Right. And so even saying like, saying, you know, the average rate of weight loss in it that's healthy is half a pound to one pound per week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then letting them know, like, you know, this is what's realistic in those 12 weeks that you signed up for, but it doesn't have to stop there, right? If we're on a good roll and you want to continue past that, you'll still you have the tools, you'll have the knowledge by that point.
2: And as a coach too, that's like your way on the business side of it, you know, is like, hey, I love your goals. I want to be there for you to hit your goals. Being honest, three months just isn't the timeline that makes the most sense. let's let's look down the road. like let's get to, I know you want to lose 50. Let's start with five. Like let's get to five and see how we feel. And then we jump to ten and see see what see where we're at from there. and we continue this process, right? And we continue down that line. and that helps you from the business standpoint to you know extend your clients out. Um, because more often than not, very few times and even our experience, Three, four, six months sometimes isn't enough to flip a lot of poor habits or flip a lot of um, uh, certain mindsets and thought processes between things. Right? Like we have plenty of clients to this day who still like, oh, I, I, I saw this cleanse or I saw this supplement or my buddy's doing this and you know this and that. And it's like, yeah, sure, but you could do it. But it never worked before why do you think it's going to work now like what's different what what changed like why is it why is this magical pill or this magical procedure going to work now when it never worked before and helping your clients kind of understand and debunk a lot of the ridiculous stuff that's out mm-hmm. there it gives that client so much more power to understand because our jobs as coaches i don't want to coach you forever as yes. fun as it may be I don't I don't want that because I, I'm not doing my job if I have to continue to teach you for three, four, five years.
1: It's like if someone stayed in kindergarten forever. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, it's like a kid who kept staying back in high school. It's like, dude, you're a 10th year senior. Like, go home. Like, what are you doing? You're not trying, obviously. Right. So my the way, and we say this all the time, the way we get our gold star, our stamp of approval is for when that client is all done, they're completely autonomous. They know what to do. They could then coach them, coach someone else if they wanted to. Like That's how we try to coach our clients, and that's where you get to come in and educate that client. It's like, hey, my goal is to make it so you never need to talk to me again, unless it's to say, hey, what's up? Thanks for all the advice, right? That's it, Like that's our ultimate goal. So over this time, I'm gonna to continue to educate you on why, the how, the, the why we don't do certain things, the why we do these certain things, and that, <clears throat> Kind of back to that original point, that's going to continue to build that rapport because you're genuinely looking at their health. Now, as a caveat to this, that doesn't always happen. I've had clients where, and she has too, where we genuinely like, we pour our hearts into caring about their health. And they're like, I found a better option. Bye. It's like.
1: And the better option means faster option. Yes, yeah. Short term, yeah. fast.
2: Like, yes, exactly. So they're, you know, uh, starting out, you're going to see that. And in, even when you're 10 years deep, you're going to see that, right. It, it, you're not going to be able to have every client you ever have hit every single goal every single time, because at the end of the day, it's them who have to put in the work, but the best thing that you can do to build that rapport is show up for them in every way you can, the educational side of it, the empowering side of it. Um,
1: asking them what they need to,
2: yeah, exactly. Cause are your, you're coaching. Can be phenomenal but your delivery may not reach every single person so sometimes it's like hey what do you need from me i know all the information so i, I can i can change my delivery what do you need for me oh you know what i need a little bit more tough love you know or i need more accountability like i need a, a, a extra message throughout the week to keep me going awesome that's it all right cool like let's do it and that, that client's going to be like, wow, no one's ever asked me that before. Like, especially if a client's coming from in-person to online, there is a lot more communication that happens in the online space versus the in-person, both of us coming from in-person, we'd see a client once a week for 30 minutes to an hour. And then we're like, all right, bye. See you next week. And it's like, Hey, how'd your week go? Oh, well, after our session, I did nothing for yeah. six days. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Whereas online, you can check in a little bit more and there's like no additional charge to be like, Hey, how's it going today? You having a good day? Yeah, everything's going great. I hit my water, I hit my steps, I hit my food. Awesome. Let's keep it up. We'll check in on Monday. Right. And, and that can go so far with clients and building that rapport, building that relationship and also building their, their motivation and their autonomy to want to keep going.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think like I was just listening to like another podcast like on this where you know like the coach is just basically saying that the level of like his level of like, of success is determined by, you know, not just like what his client achieves when he's with him, but you know, three years down the road when he's no longer with him, um, is this person still continuing to, you know, keep all the things up, keep it going, right? Still maintaining that result. Like we all know, like, you know, success with like Weight loss, right? Eighty percent of people like who like lose weight are gonna like put that weight back on in like the next three years. So that rebound is like insane. So if we actually can like teach people like sustainable habits that are actually ingrained and like meet them where they are at to give them the skills and the knowledge, then that's actually gonna be what changes their lives rather than us like hundred percent hand holding and like all the time, you know, uh, for the rest of their life. <laughs> yeah yeah all right cool um you know like both of you guys um I don't know just I I just like get you you, Like you're so authentic and you are so you like unashamed unashamedly you is that word like I don't know but you know you just like don't care you're just like you just you're just yourself right how do you even like get to that point I feel like that's something that you know as a coach and as someone that shows up on like social media like just like fully like owning who you are um sometimes you know and you know we get this right because we are trying to like I guess like speak to so many different people and sometimes we have our like peers watching and all of that but how do you just put all of that crap aside and just grow into like all that you are you
2: know what I mean we're yeah gonna, we're in a very different means on this one
1: yeah it's like be it's showing up like I think the word you were looking for like unapologetically yourself yeah, yeah. I have no, I have no apologies for like who I am and like yeah. what you're seeing. It's, it's hard to, it's kind of like, um, You ever jump off of a high dive at a swimming pool or like i i i used to do that when i was a kid like there'd be birthday parties at these swimming pools or like people who jump off cliffs that the jump is like the scariest part because it's like what happens next and so same thing with like clients filming themselves at the gym they're like oh i'm so scared because like what happens next what if somebody sees me so i remember distinctly the first time i ever spoke on my instagram story it was like my heart was pounding i was like oh my gosh, because you think people from my high school are going to see me, people that I went to college with, or that I go to college with are going to see me. Like you're kind of deciding I'm stepping on stage. Who wants to listen? Like anybody out there, anybody? And it's this, you, it's going to sound so cliche, but you just have to go do it and see what, because it's very, very unlikely as much as we think that people are going to throw tomatoes and be like, boo, get off the stage. Nobody. I mean, you'd like to hope nobody unless there's that one asshole who just, you know, gets pleasure from tearing others down.
2: Which you, it, oh, go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Uh, it's usually met with a lot of support and so that first time and i could actually scroll back in my archives and go all the way back to 2018 and we can all cringe about it together but i can find that first clip where i am i have such a different voice that first time around so like now when i get on my stories it feels like i'm talking to like i'm like hey guys what's up um but on that one i'm like hi so i decided i'm gonna start talking on my stories and i i hear like the the shyness the timidness in my voice but the more you do something the more confident that you Mm -hmm. get and you start to get little messages here and there like that first time people were like yes, go girl. Oh my gosh. I could never, you're so brave. This is awesome. Please keep doing this. And especially too, when your intentions behind it is to bring more value to your audience. It's like, I'm not just getting on here to tell you, look at me. Yeah. To, yeah. Like it, it, which, you know, font, font things too, if you want to do that, but your intention, especially with coaches is usually to say, Hey, this is something that, I feel like it could be helpful to you guys. So if you like it, awesome. And you'd be surprised too how many people are silently supporting you. So like, think about all of the influencers you follow that you're not, you're not messaging them to every single story, but in your head, you're like, Oh, thank you for posting that. I'm going to do that. But you don't say anything to them. You don't even interact. Um, Like there are so many people doing that for you, for your content, even your posts. Like you might get 20 likes on something and be like, great. Like, I guess that wasn't valuable or I guess that wasn't helpful, but so many people just looked at it, watched it, took note of it. And were like, that's awesome. And didn't even engage in any way. Um, and you just have to have that like blind faith that people do care. And so whenever somebody asks me for advice on like, how do you get on your stories more? How do you make a reel where you're speaking to the camera? I always say, talk as if everyone gives a shit talk as if people just came to your door and they're like, Maddie, tell us something. Tell me, tell me something. And so you're like, Hey guys, sure. Happy Tuesday. So, you know, today I was making my breakfast and I realized, you know, and you just, you talk, talk as if everyone gives a shit because they do, even if they're not telling you, thank you for posting this. Thank you for doing this. have that blind faith that someone is watching and you helped one person with that, with that post, with that reel, with whatever Mm -hmm. it was. But yeah, like I know we have different ways that we both came into our own voice on social media because yours was more recent.
2: Yeah, I hated social media. Um, I still actually don't love it, to be totally honest with you. Um, (laughs) It's and
1: bad, I think.
2: There's definitely good and bad. Um, I I think, you know, as you start to grow on social media, um, you notice a lot of the good and a lot of the bad sneaks into. And and at least for me, um, it's a lot of imposter syndrome, right? Like who wants to listen to me? Who, who cares what I have to say? And that, that sticks. I mean, to this day, like I still like right before I post something that, that thought creeps in my head. It's like, who who cares? It's like, well, I kind of care. I worked really hard on this. Like someone's going to care. So like, sometimes you have to have that additional conversation with yourself and just hit that send button. Because really at the end of the day, what what happens? Your phone's not gonna blow up, you know, You're no one's gonna come, you know, be an absolute bag of shit to you. It just, you know, rarely does it happen. And to your point, especially, especially if your message is to help others and to be kind and to be positive, right? Like that's what your page is about. It's about positivity. It's about, you know, helping others, you know, achieve their goals. And when that's your message, like that's your point, it's not like you're trying to sabotage others. You're not trying to be mean because what that'll result in is probably mean comments arguing you. But if you have positivity, the people who are going to comment are going to be like, hell yeah, like, I love this. This is great. Or in your case, like maybe not comment, but still support you. So, you know, while I had a tough time getting through that, I found an area where I felt really comfortable and that was reels. I, I didn't realize how comfortable I was until like I started doing them. And I was like, wow, if I can just keep doing this. I think people i can get my message across and feel confident at the same time like i don't like talking on my story personally i feel like i stumble over my words i get like mush mouth i uh banter or i like start to ramble really hard as i do on a lot of the podcasts as well too i lose my train of thought because like i start thinking overthinking overthinking whereas for me reels are very like hey you have 10 seconds to get your thought across just do that and it's like okay and then i could spend more time in the comments so you know, you've gotten so good at, and you've been so good at basically like the whole Instagram spectrum, like reels, posts, uh, stories, communicating with her audience on a regular basis or her friends, if you will. And that's a good way to put it too, is mm-hmm. the ones who are commenting, the ones who are liking, they're your friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones who are there to support you and everything that you are doing. So if you can kind of, keep that in the back of your head of like, hey, I'm posting this for my homies. I'm posting this for my friends. I'm posting this for the people who care. It's gonna help you start to hit that post button that much more and care less about anytime someone says something negative or makes a shitty comment um, because that's gonna happen. And that's that's a reflection on that person. It's not a reflection yeah. on what we do, right? I know from personal experience, it feels like you know that one comment outweighs 10 million positive comments for whatever reason. And the best course of action is just delete the comment because no one can tell you that you can't, right? So um, the the progression for me has really just been over the past year of of like getting on social media because before that I had what, like five, 600 followers, like something like small. And now I'm closing it on 10K just because I found something I was really comfortable in And I just kept going with it. And until that point, until it stops, I'll just, I'll keep doing that.
0: Awesome. I love it. Um, I think that, you know, like becoming yourself, like on social media is like one aspect. And I know we're running up on like an hour. I really want to respect your time as well. Um, I just have like one last question for you guys, you know, before like we can like sort of jump off. But, you know, I want to ask you guys that, you know, with like coaching and, you know, just... This whole like personal development, I feel like, I just feel like coaches do a heck a lot of personal development more than, I don't want to say more than everybody else, but like, I just feel like every coach that I know is like constantly trying to improve themselves. And I just see that so much more, maybe because it's something that, as in, I follow like a heck a lot of coaches, so maybe that's why I see it more, but like, what is your take on like personal development and like, what does that mean for you? How do you like, you know, do that for, for yourself?
2: Can I, can I jump on this? Go ahead, first? yeah. So, um, I, and the only reason I want to jump on it is because all my personal development that I can like put a measurable number on happened this past year, right? Because I put emphasis into it. Obviously, I think she's the definition of like inspiring personal <laughs> development, right? Because since I met you, you've you've been fans of like Tony Robbins, uh, Ed Milette who else? Just a number of different names that are all about that personal development and like growing and becoming better and better. And up until this past year, I never thought about it. I kind of just like went through the motions of Mm -hmm. things. I was just like, Hey, I'm supposed to work and that's really it. It was never working for a higher purpose or working more. It was just, Hey, here's my 40 hour work week. Where's my paycheck. I'm going to go like clock in and clock out. And not until I really met you and the DLD nation team did I start to look at different ways of thinking and, and different ways of you know becoming more advanced for myself or creating that personal development like i think this past year was the most books i've ever read in my life collectively at the age of 30 uh was the most books i think i've read like in my whole life and proof
1: that it's never too late
2: yeah exactly and you know yeah in much
1: past- what's that yeah, only in
2: march no well. i'm talking from like march last year <laughs> Yeah. To this year. Um, but, uh, you know, having that, it was like, damn, okay. Like I did that in a year. And then, you know, you see your Instagram grow or you see like your bank account grow, right? Like you see these things grow and it's like, well, what did I do different? Well, you know, it, it was a lot of, it was my mindset. A lot of it was my thinking, my thought process. And as you start to teach clients how to level up their thought process in the same breath, you're like. Oh, maybe I should start applying a lot more of that into my life. Cause sometimes coaches don't take their own advice in certain areas, right? Like I'll be the first to tell a client, like, Hey, you know, try to, try to think about this neutrally. Don't get too stressed where I'm in the back being like, like all mad at myself for something stupid. Right. Um, So taking, taking your own advice in certain areas as a coach helps continue to amplify you. And you know, for me, I have someone who's always like trying to create the best version of themselves on a regular basis. And that's, that's you. So it helps to be like, all right, I I gotta not necessarily catch up because I'm not trying to compare myself to Maddie, Mm. but you know, I'm like, all right, cool. She's, she's now a head coach. So technically she's my boss. (laughs) Um, so like, it's like, I want to push, push to get to that point. Like, what do I got to do different? All right, maybe I got to Uh, manage my time a bit more. Uh, Maybe I got to put a little bit more emphasis in these certain areas. So personal development, while there is comparison, we want to compare ourselves in a way to improve ourselves, not to bring ourselves down, right? Like if I were to sit there and be pissy and mad and upset because she's so good at her Instagram stories and I feel like I'm trash, well, I'm just going to keep beating myself up because I'm not as good as she is at Instagram stories. She's uh, been on Instagram more in depth for what 2 3 years before I really was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like she she had this, you know, it's like a freshman in high school being pissed off the seniors about to graduate. It's like you have four like you have 3 4 more years. Like chill out. <laughs> like why are you so mad, right? Like you can't compare yourself. There's a there's a there's a gap for a reason, right? Someone put in work for that reason, amount of time, and like, hey, you're just getting started. This is why, like, we encourage clients, like, do not look at someone at the end of their journey when you're just starting yours, that's, you're going to get pissed off, right? You can't expect, you know, uh, you to be at the end of your journey on day one, right?
1: Yeah, sorry, that was an abrupt end, I was was. like, now what? (laughs) My brain is turned
2: off, I was like, hey, you're (laughs) done.
1: No, but like in and it's been so cool, too, to see Spencer dive into more of that stuff for me. Um, I think that the part of the reason that we met was because I was like kind of on that journey for myself when like with personal development, you it's cool when you can look back and say, "Wow, look at how I used to be. Look at how I used to think." And so, for me, the driving force, uh, a lot of things for me happened like right after college ended was um I was in an awful, toxic relationship that I, like looking back now, I look at myself in that old relationship and I think, wow, like how did I allow any of that? How, how could like what version of me was I back then? Because from there, you know, the first book that I read that like just propelled me was that yellow book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Like that changed my life. Literally, like I would read things in there and I'm like, fuck yeah. Like that's who I am. Like I, uh, no, we don't No, that's uh, That's her. Yeah. That's her other book. Um, and I would read things in there and I'd be like, oh my God, why have I never like, those are the words that my brain needed. I just did. I couldn't put them together myself. And so I would just From there, I would look up, um, I'd go on daily walks and I would look up Tony Robbins motivation Mm -hmm. and I'd listen to like him giving his speeches and his seminars. And I would look for other books that I could read. I just wanted to keep feeling almost like that high, that like newbies in the gym, they get addicted, right? They want to be there seven days a week because they're like, nothing has ever felt this good. Like I've never felt like I've, and, and that's how personal development started to feel. I was like, I didn't know that I could unlock these different parts of myself that I got to choose my perspective that I got to choose how I'm treated and Mm -hmm. like what I stand for. And so I feel like it's definitely an important part for everyone, but it's going to look very different for everyone. You can't like, you can't force someone, even like when we met, like I was, I was open, like, when I was saying that's the reason we met, it's because I was in a place where I was like, Hey, like these are my standards for a relationship. Maybe I didn't say that directly to him. That would have scared somebody off when you're dating.
2: Well, you went from a relationship that almost discouraged you, you know, being, uh, on Instagram and in the yeah. sense of like sharing her journey where, when she met me, I was like, girl do you like yeah
1: he's like i love what you post he's like i watch your stories like three times over like he's like i go back at the end of the day and i rewatch your your instagram story i was like me (laughs) really um because
2: your original point was she was so authentic you know you you see a lot of people and this is kind of like that um the big piece i was going to end with was you the information you absorb is up to you right so like you're gonna choose to watch the news or scroll on social media and all it's gonna all the stuff you follow is just like negative we're gonna bring you down or gonna compare you that's tough right like that's not easy and you know watching her stories she's never had a story that's negative or you know putting someone down or even putting herself down it's always upbeat and positive so you know you start to watch that and it's like i also want to be upbeat and positive like that kind of looks fun like that smile all the time like wow that like that kind of energy awesome And then you start to realize like, oh, I'm following more accounts that support this idea, or I'm reading more books that support this idea. I'm watching TV that supports this idea, or I'm doing things that support that process where so many people now get stuck in, whether it be social media or TV or books, like they're reading stuff that's not supporting that personal development side of it and bringing them
1: down more than up. yeah
2: and they're kind of just hoping the personal development happens instead of working for it
1: it's it's literally like a muscle like you, you gotta get it, those reps in yeah
0: yeah awesome. okay i know i say last question but just really this is the last question like since you kind of talked about like books what is like you know one book for like each of you guys that you know you cannot live without or you would recommend to someone who's
1: getting started on this yeah, um, mine will definitely be that. Uh, you are a badass by Jen Sincero. Okay, cool. uh, I it, will need to check that
2: out. Yeah, that's a good one. It's going to be between either Atomic Habits.
1: We're looking at our little yeah, book it, shuffle. shuffle here. Here.
2: Uh, is it Atomic Habits by Brendan Bouchard or oh, is it, uh, no, James Clear? James, James Clear. Clear, yeah, there you go. I like Atomic Habits, and then Brendan Bouchard has high performance habits. There it is. Wow, yeah. see, she, yeah, those two. So those were recommended by, um, I, I'd, I'd call him my mentor really at this, at this point, uh, Sean, uh, he's the, he um,
0: it. It? there you go. Yeah.
2: Fantastic. So, um, uh, he recommended, like he gave me a huge list and those two are on there and those two were super beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, it just the thought process and creating better habits for yourself. Now, anyone who's you know listening just because I read those books didn't automatically make it so yes. I had a better habit yeah. Or I was like What? Yeah.
0: No, for sure no I'm reading high performance oh, really? like, I'm reading like High performance habits Like now Like this nice. is my like, I write a date So I like I just go like 15 minutes a day And I just like Cross it off But honestly Like you're right like, I know what you're about to say And I'm sorry to cut you off But, but just because <laughs> There's like So many actionables That like I can get through the whole book And have not applied anything So it's really the Getting down And actually applying whatever he's saying into my life right
2: that that's yeah you hit the nail on the head it's you know you can read the books like i love listening to the books like yeah. on audio audible and you know i'll try to apply whichever ones makes sense for that day and yeah. slowly implement them yeah. but you know th- those definitely made probably the biggest impact on uh my routines is is those two books
0: awesome i love it. All right, thank you so much, guys. Like, you know, it's been super nice to, like, have this conversation and, like, actually, like, meet you guys um, and to dive into, like, all of these, like, topics, coaching and all of that. Um, Like I said, we have spoken for, like, pretty long time. But I want you guys to, you know, go ahead and, like, you know, share where, you know, the viewers or the listeners can, you know, reach you and, you know, get your content.
1: Nice. Oh, uh, oh so
2: they can reach us at uh spencer underscore desiata that's on instagram um and then uh our health and humor account as well too we're on uh spotify we're on itunes too i think we're everywhere. yeah
1: i don't know exactly we're on a couple of different platforms as far yeah. as like where the podcast is
2: i'm always on spotify and then your handle
1: yes at maddie underscore Cusimano. so
2: you we can, uh, we can- type those names out for no,
0: you. I, I will link everything. I, I have everything. So no worries there. I will link everything. And yeah, if they want it, they can just go and get it there. All right. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you thank for having you. us.
1: And
0: it's- All right. That wraps it up for this episode of the D Fitzel podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please leave a five-star review if you haven't already. They help a lot more than you know. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I would love to connect or jump in my inbox. I'm going to link all of these things below so you know how to reach me. I'd love to get connected with you and help you out in any way that I can. Alright, that's it from me. Have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you soon.